What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Self Helpless. I'm Kelsey Cook. I'm Delaney Fisher. And today we are talking about people pleasing. Mm. And Mm-mm-mm. I have a feeling like <laughs> you listeners are uh, are going to feel seen. I hope. I, I feel like we've got a lot of other kind of type A people pleasers in our listening community. So uh, as always, you guys know, I'm on the Hustler tour right now. It's been a blast. Thank you guys for coming to shows and coming and playing foosball with me afterward. Um, (laughs) That's so fun. It's it's really so fun. I, in the past, have been a little bit of a, I don't want to say like homebody on the road, but I generally would do my shows and then just go back to my hotel. Also, the years touring with Jim he's been sober for forever. So we would just be like an old married couple. Like we'd do the shows and then we'd go have like a steak dinner and we'd watch Netflix and like go to bed. There was no like partying till 3am. But I will say it is like adrenaline overload to do two awesome shows and then go play foosball with people. Like whoop everybody's ass. You gotta Getting, leave these fucking shows feeling like the Incredible Hulk, dude. It's so just. fun. I'm telling. There's something. What a rush to <laughs> like. I am buzzing at the end of the night. There's something so fun about just a guy coming up to the table and being like, "All right, ten bucks," and I'm like, "Cool," and then beating them and just <laughs> watching them pull into their wallet and hand you cash. It's such like, it just feels like I'm on the Oregon trail. It's like this old school, just interaction of, Hey, this is a bet we're making. Now give me your money. Yeah. Oh (laughs) my God. Who needs a fucking merch table? If you're Kelsey cook, you just look, (laughs) you you give me your wallet and I'll, and I'll kick your ass at this beautiful game here. I love it. It's so, it's so fun. So I'm really having a great time. And Um, they know that you're going to beat them, right? Yeah. Or they think they, do they think they can beat you? There have been a few people who think they, they think they're going to beat me. And those are the most sorry for them. (laughs) It's the most fun. I love those ones so much. Some people are good sports and just want to play to, for the sake of like, saying they played me. Yeah. Um, even though they know they're going to lose, but some dudes walk up and they're like, yeah, I think I can beat you. I'm like, okay. All right, cool. Make it 50 bucks. <laughs> make it 50. Yeah. If you really think you're, oh, I should start doing that. If yeah. it's somebody who's like, double no, down then. $100. $100. If you are that confident, then put, oh, then put $100 on it. I wonder if you'll ever get somebody who is also uh, like on, on like low key, really great at foosball. Like if they're a pro or something and they're, and they hustle you back. Like that oh. just happened. No way. Did you beat it, them? So, okay. This <laughs> happened two times. 
I was in Fort Collins and Colorado is a really big foosball state. Okay. Like lots of pro players come out of Colorado. They're really into it there. They have lots of tournaments. So I had a guy come up and try to hustle me. Oh my gosh. He was actually good. I did beat him. And then after the match, he pulled up his shirt and he had a foosball tattoo. Oh my gosh. I put it on my Instagram. That was really epic where I was like, oh my God, I just beat a guy with a foosball tattoo and I didn't even know like, oh, he tried to hustle me. Oh, that's great. The next night, a guy also came in very low key. Like, Yeah. yeah, like, you know, I've played around. I beat him the first game. Yeah. But then he was like, I want to like, I want another chance. Rematch. And then he beat me. Okay. And I found out he's a, um, like a national champion. Oh my God. He's retired now, but he's like really <laughs> fucking good. But yeah, it was, uh, it was good a really fun. good time. Good times. Yeah. Like um, so I'm going to be in San Francisco this week, October 13th through the 16th at the punchline. San Francisco for sure has foosball tables. So I'm going to nice. be finding some near the club. Um, tons more tour dates after that. I've got my little, you go to kelscook.com. That's where you can get tickets. October 29th through 30th, West Palm Beach Improv. November 4th through the 6th, Dr. Grins in Grand Rapids. Uh, Naples, Florida. Sacramento punchline November as well. So many coming up. Also remember, uh, Taylor has started her theater tour you can get tickets yes. for that at ttomcomedy.com Woo! Yes. delicious oh, so, so many, many so many good events to go to yeah. everybody tell me what's going on with you doll um you know hey listen delaneyfisher.com you can find the aficionado <laughs> podcast uh it's a business podcast for service providers who are scaling unconventional businesses or they're looking <laughs> to scale their business unconventionally um and my program is currently full at the moment, but I do offer one-to-one business simplicity coaching to service providers who are looking to basically double their revenue at least, um, mm-hmm. and also double their free time <laughs> at least. That's the bare yes. minimum that we do in the program. So check it out, DelaneyFisher.com, baby. Love Those to are talk two, to you. yeah, two wonderful, simple, tangible things. We're going to oh. double your free time, double your revenue. Boom. Let's do it. Love to have you. Let's have a a conversation. (laughs) There's a reason you're so good at what you do because I love it. Um, All right. We have a quotable. You want to share it? Yes. This quote is from Oscar Wilde. Uh, Ever heard of them? Um, (laughs) And submitted by our helpster Archangel over at Patreon. Thank you so much. It reads, be yourself. Everybody else is already taken. Mm. Beautiful. Very good. Very good. Great reminder. Be yourself. Everybody else is already taken. And you know what? A lot of the time with people pleasing, you're not being your authentic self. You are being what you think they need you to be. Boom, bitch. And that can feel like shit. It really can. Yeah. Even if you're not not being yourself, even if you feel you're being yourself, you might be projecting an emotion that you don't actually feel. Ooh. Yeah. Which is, it feels fake. Yeah, feels you know very I mean? stifling. You feel, yeah, you feel like you're not being true to yourself. Oh, yes. Oh my gosh. I was, this reminds me of a podcast I was listening. I probably heard this over a year ago now. It's been a long time. Um, and I wish I could remember who it was, but this totally switched things in my brain forever when it comes to people pleasing. And the, the podcaster was like, if you are people pleasing, you are lying. You're a liar. Don't be a liar. Basically, it's like, oh my God, that is a fucking hard yes. truth to, yes. to digest. And if you're like, yeah. look, if that if it helps you looking at it that way, yeah, for you to stop doing it because then you're really not acting within integrity or within your integrity, um, that's a that's a different way to look at it instead of saying, oh, I'm just trying to do the right thing by this person. I don't want them to be upset. No, I'm lying. So maybe I need to stop lying about that. And of course. This is not, um, this is not relating to if you are in, if you are physical safety is in danger, that's not what we're talking about here. You need to do whatever you need to do in that situation to stay safe and and leave safely. But when you are having conversations where your physical safety is not going to be at risk, that's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. And I, uh, I couldn't agree more. I feel like that is part of what has helped me turn the corner a little bit with people pleasing is that feeling of like, it's people pleasing isn't honorable. 
You yeah. think it's, I, it, we're going to talk about this. It's really rooted in a lot of childhood stuff for people where you think it means that you're, you are being the best possible person to make everybody right. happy. Right. And then you like, you get older and you actually put yourself in those situations and you realize that, like, this isn't, this isn't good. No, this doesn't feel good. This isn't right. This isn't authentic. Right. And you're, and you're robbing yourself of authentic reactions. Cause if you are able yes. to, to not people, please, <laughs> you're going to have a really deep, meaningful connection to somebody by yeah. them being able to respond to you authentically, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah. Could not, oof. I'm Good way to put that to for sure. One. Yes. Me too. You can tell. <laughs> I think you can tell on this episode. Let's we're both like, do it. Thanks, are- Oscar. And thank you, Archangel, <laughs> for that great quote. Yes. Yes. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Um, so should we get into some basic signs of being a people pleaser? Yes, please. Okay. This Does is that from- sound too people pleasy to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whatever you say, Kelsey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. I love it. So this is from Psychology Today. Just a quick little bullet point list. Um, You can't say no. You are quick to agree even when you don't really agree. Ooh, feel Mm -hmm. that. Very hard. Mm -hmm. Um, You are a giver. You feel like you need others to like you. You feel responsible for how other people feel. You apologize too often. Uh, You feel burdened by the things you have to do because you have likely taken on too many things. Um, You feel, ooh, this one. You feel Mm. uncomfortable if someone is angry at you. Yeah. Yeah. That, big time. Um, You act like the people around you. Mm. You go to great lengths to avoid conflict you don't admit when your feelings are hurt. And that's the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, oh Boy. my gosh. I, I'm going to be honest. I, 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 uh, I'm reading this for the first time on the episode. I didn't, I didn't have much time to look at it beforehand. And I'm yeah. just very present right now with let those sinking in. And I'm like, Oh wow. It's mm-hmm. like somebody wrote a book about me and they're yes. showing it to me right now. <laughs> Yes. And for me, as I've gotten older, something that's been really important in healing some of that people pleasing is to understand where it comes from. And I found, um, I know we've got a bit of this in the document, but I wanted to also share, this is from mental.recharge on Instagram. They posted a thing that says, this is why you became a people pleaser. And it's four different things of why they say this. And this just like, Ooh, I was like, did they look into my childhood with a telescope (laughs) and be like, oh yeah. Okay. Number one, as a child, you didn't feel safe disagreeing with others. Mm -hmm. You grow up feeling that you weren't entitled to have your own point of view. Yeah. Um, Number two, your parents invalidated your feelings and needs. This teaches you that your feelings and your needs don't matter. Uh, Number three, um, this one, I don't know how much I, I kind of relate to this one. Number three, emotionally unavailable parents. The child longs for connection with their parents. When they don't have it, they learn to dismiss their own feelings and needs so they can earn their parents' love, approval, and attention. Um, and then this one, bitch, get this about to knock the door down. All right, I'm going to hold one, on to my like, desk. Hold <laughs> on. Brace for impact. Okay. 
Number four, the child learns that being nice, in air quotes, dismissing their own feelings and putting others first is the way to be worthy of love. They carry these beliefs into their adult relationships. Oh my gosh. Wow. I mean, listen, if this is resonating with you at this moment, you are not alone. You know, it's so interesting. It took me a very long time to realize that not everybody operates this way. I thought this was just how people operated in the world. And then I got older and then I would be around people who were speaking their minds, even though it was disagreeing with somebody or, I mean, even people who are confident enough to like send food back at a restaurant and stuff like those little things, I would be like, wow, they are so brave or even, and, and this is before I realized that, you know, why I am the way that I am is like, Ooh, isn't that rude? Isn't that a mean thing to do sharing your feelings that way that could hurt somebody else. And so it took me a long time to even realize that this isn't everybody's like reality of how they operate in their day to day. Yes. Yes. I like, I have a bit in my act that I I should keep trying. I was trying it for a little bit, but I become such a people pleaser in situations of um, service. We've talked, we have talked about this before on the podcast, so I won't get back into it, but like massages, haircuts, things like that, where you're getting a service from somebody. And if you, if it's not what you like and you speak up, you feel that they're going to, you're going to hurt their feelings. So you just go, I'm just going to take it. Yes. I'm just going to be uncomfortable I had my former hairdresser burn my forehead because he was blowing the hairdryer right on my forehead while talking right. to somebody. Right. And I didn't say anything. I just let myself sit there and get literally burned. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, crazy. Because I yeah. didn't want to like hurt his feelings or look um, difficult. Yes. Oh, I feel, I feel that. I feel that very much. Oh, and it's so God. interesting because even though as you grow up, you logically you lo- might logically know that, you know, if I express my feelings, like it, it, it will probably be fine it could, because if you're building evidence that, that it has been fine with, you know, certain situations or you're seeing other people be fine after voicing their, mm-hmm. their feelings. But if you are stuck in something that you have been conditioned, you know, a, a way of your, you know, to, to show up, um, during these types of situations, I feel like my, my body just takes over and my brain mm-hmm. just, it goes back to that without yeah. being able to think logically. It's very much like I just kind of shut down and, um, you know, whether this, whether this has been, um, how you were raised or teachers or friends or just anything, any kind of situation that you've been in. But for me, um, disagreeing or, saying something that the person might take as criticism would not end well for anybody. Mm-hmm. So it, you, you learn really early on that if there is a possibility that the, this, in this situation, the other person might not like it, then you want to avoid that. So you mm-hmm. just shut the fuck up or you agree, mm-hmm. even if you're not actually agreeing with them um, mm-hmm. because you learn that, you know what, you just want to avoid the, the punishment. Right. You don't want, you'd rather just pretend in the moment. So it's not more uncomfortable for you later because right. but either way it's uncomfortable. Right. It's like, is it for you or for them? And you pick for you usually. Right. Here's a bit of a revelation too. So in the things I just shared from this Instagram post, talking about you learn these things as a child of this is how I'm worthy of love is if I'm going to make other people happy. So if you don't heal that part of you, you very likely are going to attract other relationships in your life as an adult, whether they are friendships, romantic relationships, you're likely going to keep attracting situations that continue to reinforce that And then you're not, it's a lot harder to break out of that if 
you're potentially in like a, a relationship with somebody where you still don't feel safe to not people please. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think yes. it's like once you get your own healthy boundaries, then you can kind of help be in situations where you're attracting the same. Yes. Yes. And it's really interesting because I think people who are not scared of confrontation or expressing themselves, you know, they learned at some point that you're able to express yourself. And even if the person disagrees or it's uncomfortable, it gets resolved and it's fine. And maybe even strengthens, strengthens your relationship. Sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you've been conditioned to where if it's a potential disagreement or you're, the person might not like what you have to say, um, you are in the mindset of, at least this is my experience. You're in the mindset of, okay, I'm about to speak my feelings to this person. And it might be complete, a completely different person than, than what your conditioning involved. But I literally, I have literally asked myself, am I ready for this person to no longer be in my life? Because to me, in my head, confrontation equals the end of a relationship. It equals things not going well. It doesn't equal resolve. It doesn't equal strengthening. It's so that's even with other people, it's like, oh gosh, am I ready for, um, this person to blow up at me? Am I ready for this person to stop talking to me for three or three months or six months? Am I ready for this person to cut me out of their life completely? I'm never ready for that, especially if I want them in my life. So I just, I just like, you know, you just avoid it and you just hope that it will work itself out. And of course, you know, through a lot of therapy and other stuff and just realizing, I mean, this podcast has been so huge for bringing these things to our attention. Um, I've been working on that for a while and it's really nice when you finally get the courage to share something with somebody and it's fine. It's like one, another little check mark you can add to like your evidence list that you can share your feelings and not everything is going to blow up and be horrible. Yeah. Well, take that. God, no wonder you would not want to share that stuff previously with somebody, because if you think that it means the end of the relationship, what pressure, right. what pressure to be under? I mean, that's, yeah, that's so horrible. And um, reading the list on Instagram about uh, why somebody would become a people pleaser from things in their childhood, yeah. I feel like, um, especially if you are a child of divorce, um, and it happened at a young enough age where there was like legal custody agreements put in place mm. where you have no say. So mm. for me, you know, I was like almost six when that was happening. And, um, that's a tough age because you're old enough to have strong emotions and feelings about your parents and loving them and, um, and what, and what makes you happy. And of course, as a six year old, it's like, you don't want to all of a sudden have your life be ripped in two where you have to be shuttled back and forth between two households for the next 12 years of your life. Um, But no one asks you what you want. At least nobody did in my situation. It's like, well, this is a, they're, they're a kid. We have to legally go through the courts and they will decide which parent gets what amount of time with them. And then this is the schedule for these kids for the foreseeable future. Right. And I, I've talked about it on the show before, but like I didn't, when I was young, I didn't like being at my dad's house and it was a very different environment from my mom's. And, um, yet it didn't matter what I liked and what I didn't liked. And so you learn to just stop talking. You learn to stop expressing what makes you happy and what doesn't make you happy because you know that ultimately it won't change your reality. Um, Mm. And I think also there was this pressure. I mean, my dad and I have talked through a lot of things in the past year, but there was a pressure I felt from my dad that, you know, he was, he was who initiated wanting a divorce and, but he didn't want to like divorce me. Right. But that's, that's part of what happens in a divorce is like, you don't get to have it all. You have to make some decisions. So if you're going to choose to not be a part of that marriage, you're also saying, well, I'm giving up some time with my kids. Hmm. And he was really hell bent on my kids will never not feel unconditionally, unconditionally loved by me. Like, even though hmm. I'm stepping away from this marriage, I will like, 
I will be in their lives and they will know how much I love them. The problem with that is that that puts a lot of pressure on the kids too to like want to be around them all the time. And there are times where I didn't want to and I would feel guilt tripped by my parents a lot of the time. You, It's easy to feel like pawns being kind of pulled back and forth. And um, I got into this place of just like wanting to feel like I, I needed to make everybody happy and that that's how I would receive love. And because mm. it's a terrible feeling to like disappoint a parent. So yeah. even though it wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do, to me, it felt worse to disappoint them. So that's why this Instagram post like really, really spoke to me of you learn that by dismissing your own feelings and putting what other people want first, that's how you're worthy of love. And then you carry that into your adult relationship. So it's wow. like having <laughs> right. to unravel a giant <laughs> knot that you've had since you were a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, it's interesting and I'm sure that this is a layer that a lot of people will resonate with too, is you are often an overachiever as well and just collecting a lot of accomplishments and go, go, go do all this stuff. Um, mm-hmm. cause that's another way to get attention, recognition, love, worthiness too, um, in a setting where you feel like that's, that's a really clear way to get those things. Yeah. And then you stay in that pattern indefinitely until you realize, oh, this is not, <laughs> this is not working for me. No. And then you have to actually do the work on if I'm not accomplishing things, I'm still worthy of love. Right. And if I'm not being productive, I'm still worthy of love. And that can be um, a very difficult thing to shift as well, because you've been just in this pattern for for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we've talked about this a little bit before, but um, I, I think I've mentioned that a, an exercise I do for myself is that a lot, sometimes when I accomplish something, I don't tell anybody about it Oh, because it makes it feel like, you know, I did this for me and then I'm not looking to this thing to oh. get something and I sure. can just show up and get it by being myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm, yeah. and I'm, I'm not always going to do that, but I felt like it was a, it was a conscious like exercise that I've felt like start. I just wanted to start doing just to yeah. see if, how it would make me feel, you know? Yeah. It's also a special thing sometimes to not just give, give that away right away. Like as soon as you do something, call everybody up and be like, oh, this happened. Sometimes yeah. It's nice to just like sit with it and actually absorb it and have that relationship with yourself of like, hey, we did this. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm proud. This is a cool feeling. Good job. You know, well, yeah. pat on the back. Yes. Uh, okay. So where do people pleasing habits come from? This is from Healthline. Self-esteem issues. It comes from messages you received in childhood from the people who took care of you. These messages let you know that if you wanted love, attention, and validation, you had to earn these things. Um, fear of rejection. You are convinced that if other people are angry at you or disappointed with you, it means that you are bad or inadequate. You become dependent on others for your sense of self-worth. Past trauma. If you experience trauma, such as child abuse or partner abuse, you most likely learned to do what others wanted and to take care of others first. You made yourself likable and pleased others to stay safe. Yeah. You know, coping mechanism. Got to survive. Survival instinct sometimes. Mm -hmm. I think, and I don't know exactly where necessarily this comes from. Maybe it's just more of the childhood stuff. But have you experienced um, people pleasing out of empathy as well? Where you're like, I just don't want, even though this person hurt me, I don't get joy out of hurting them or making them feel rejected or uncomfortable. So I'm just going to like kind of forgive them or try to forget that that happened or move forward or whatever. Like it hasn't been until very recently in my life that I've learned, like sometimes when people wrong you, like it, yeah, that might not feel good to just like welcome them back with open arms, but some people don't deserve your kindness anymore. Like you don't have to be cruel, but like you don't, having access to you, 
can be a privilege, you know, like you, if somebody violates that, then like, we're not supposed to just be like, oh, everything's fine. But I've operated that way in my life in the past. Yes. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I think I, oh my gosh, this must have been years ago on this podcast, maybe during like one of our Me Too episodes or something when we did Mm -hmm. that. I, um, somebody took advantage of me, um, when I was drunk basically. And, um, yeah, it's, it's even hard to call it what it is. You know what I mean? Um, and the next day I just pretended like nothing happened. I didn't want Mm. to make things to be weird. I feel like, I think I even apologized to them over like a Facebook message or maybe not even apologize, but just like, Hope things aren't, fun. I'll be seeing you around, like that kind oh, of thing. Try to smooth like, it over. Good Lord, because I just want to avoid the uncomfortability of conflict. And that person was attached to my overall circle of people that I'd yeah. be spending time with. And so something like that, where it's like something happened to you and you, for me, like something happened to me. And then I still couldn't say like the next day, like um, that was wrong, you know? <sighs> yeah don't do that again. You're lucky I'm not going to tell anybody about it. You know what I mean? Like I didn't say any of that type of shit. Thanks for sharing that though. Cause like, sure. That's not easy to share. And I feel less alone with you saying something like that. I'm sure you just made our listeners feel less alone. Cause you, it's easy to look back on that and feel like mad at yourself. There's things I look back on that I'm mad at myself for not like for like letting somebody off the hook so easily when they wronged me and they like yeah. hurt me so much. And at certain times in the past, I've just kind of, for the sake of, like you said, you know, it's a coworker or somebody that you're going to have to continue to be around. And you're just like, oh, well, I, I'm still not okay with what they did, but I'm just going to be like, I'm going to act like things are okay in this moment because I would rather have it be like that than uphold this weirdness. It's hard. That's hard to be cold in person or hard to be like, that's not easy. It's again, it's a very recent thing in my life that I've learned how to stay true, like to put myself first and like honor my own feelings and not, I'm like, yeah. 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 You, you know, what's to. so, you know, it's so interesting. I feel like I can, I, you always, at least for me, I feel like I always know when I'm interacting with another people pleaser, because this is what I do too. Like if I invite some, somebody somewhere, I'd be like, obviously like no pressure. If you can make it, would love to have you, but like, don't feel obligated. You fucking know that that person, if they're, if they're inviting you somewhere like that, they have been through some shit as in they have been guilt tripped to do shit that they didn't want to do, or they have gone, they have gone against what they actually wanted yep. to, to, to put somebody's feelings first. And I always find like, that is so interesting because that I'm, I'm trying not to, to do that so much anymore, but yeah. because the other person can, can share with me if they're comfortable or not yeah. coming or whatever, but, um, or if they can make it or not. But like, I, I've always done that because I'm like, I would never want somebody to feel like I am guilting them into something that they don't want to do. And they feel like they can't tell me, but then I'm also assuming that somebody's not comfortable stating how they feel and saying yes or no. I'm assuming yes. that they're like me. And so uh-huh. when people do that to me, like, Hey, listen, you know, <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. I would, I would not feel pressured, you know, by you inviting me somewhere, this or that, but, um, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, that makes total sense. So, uh, here's some tips to stop people pleasing from psych central. I also have some mantras for overcoming people pleasing. So these are good. Like if you are identifying with this, here's some stuff you can do. Um, realize that you have a choice. Even though at this point it seems like a natural reaction to someone asking you for something, uh, just know everybody has the choice, okay? You can take a step back. We've talked before on here about like not responding right away necessarily. If it's something where your body's going, I don't know if I want to do this, just take a beat. Yes. Take an hour, check in with yourself and really picture doing that actual thing. And if it's not something you want to do, there are ways to say no politely. Um, yes. Yeah. We've talked about that before. Just taking some time. Like if somebody asks you in the moment, especially if you're in person doing something, let me get back to you. So you can actually go look at your calendar, ask yourself if it's something that you actually want to do and and then respond. That is such a huge one. Well, that's part of people pleasing, at least for me, is like not wanting to leave people hanging yeah. in response. As soon as I get a response, it's almost like a timer goes in my mind of like, okay, I got to got to respond. And it's like, yes, take a second. It's fine. Um, identify your priorities. Once you figure out what your priorities are and what types of people you want to be around, it becomes easier to say no to anything that doesn't align with your life goals. (sighs) Agree with that completely. Mm -hmm. Um, set your boundaries. Once you know what you're willing to do, communicate those needs with loving kindness. Del, I feel like you have done a really good job. You've set a really good example for me of, I think in the last year-ish especially, you've been really clear with everybody in your life, like, hey, this is kind of what my work schedule is. Um, mm-hmm. I generally kind of put my phone away by this time. Yeah. Uh, if you don't hear back from me, that's why. And like you, it's all, it's so loving and it's so healthy. Yeah. And I, I think it's really awesome. And oh, like, thank you. Oh my God. Kels, yeah. thank you. Because that is so hard. That was so hard doing that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I bet. So hard. I bet. Yeah, yeah. No, it's also, it's like, I can picture you have a very, um, n- like happy home, normal life with cam where I like, I can picture that once it hits around dinner time, you want to spend quality time with him. You don't yeah. want to be like, stuck in your phone. You just like it, it just feels right, you know, but I think it's cool that you have done that with the people in your life. Oh, thank you. And I feel like you have done a really good job, uh, voicing your needs about stuff where it's like, Oh, thanks. If you are not feeling, and and I'm glad that you listened to how you're feeling. And like, Mm -hmm. if you're like, I'm, I just not sure if I can record today or whatever, you know, we used to push through that shit. The beginning yes. of this podcast, we used to push through. <laughs> and it's like, hey, let, I, I could probably make it, but I have been on a red-eye flight and this. And it's like, I, I'm glad that you just go, I, I just, I can't do it today. And I think we've yeah. we've gotten good about that stuff too. Because, yeah. you know, <laughs> and Taylor as well. It's like we were each other's accountability buddies for so long with just, t- you know, don't take the flight or don't pay extra for it or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, you've, I can see a lot of growth with, with you in that, the, the boundaries area too. And I'm proud of you. Thank you. Again, oh. that means, <laughs> that means a lot too. I also think part of it is like, we've just, the three of us have gotten even closer over the years as friends to where we know that none of us are going to take it personally. That's true. Yeah. Or take it as a like, oh, this person's not pulling their weight. It's like, yeah, we, I think we all look at each other and go, we're all always showing up the best we can. We're always doing our best. And so if we're not capable of doing our best right now, that's because we're burnt out and we don't have the physical energy or time. It's not a, Hey, I don't care about this enough to do this right now. It's like, I'm telling you this because like, I actually need some time or whatever. Yeah. Like, and we've also known like, oh, if they're saying something, they really need a break because really, we know how courageous it is for one of us to say something. It's really hard. It's really, yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Oh, hugging you through the computer. Set a time limit. Time blocking is not only helpful for productivity, it also allows you a hard stop when assisting someone. Think of it like avoiding the give an inch, take a mile situation. 
That is a great one, you know, especially if you're being asked for a favor or something like, Hey, I could help you for about 30 minutes. We have 30 minutes, right. You know, like setting that, you know, ahead of time, that kind of thing. Um, or we've talked about alarms, love using alarms for different Mm -hmm. things as an external accountability. Um, consider whether you're being manipulated, take notice of anyone in your life who uses excessive flattery to convince you to complete a task. It could be disguised as a compliment when it's really a way to pass off something they don't want to do themselves. Oh, that's an interesting (laughs) one. Like, Hey, Linda, you're really great at these expense reports and I am just absolute trash at them. Would you mind just putting your magic on there? (laughs) That's a scene from the office where Ryan and Pam um, it's like, what is, it? I can't remember what it, but it's like an insulting task where it's like, can you make the copies or something like that? And he's like, yeah. I just think you're better at making, she's like, I'm better at pushing a button. Like you just want me to do this thing that you don't want to do. Yeah. Be yes. like aware. That is, that's that a smart one. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, don't apologize if it's not your fault. When you feel the urge to say sorry, evaluate the situation. Our odds are it was never your fault or it really is not something for you to apologize for. That's a big one for me. I will be the first to say sorry, just again, to avoid uncomfortability. And then it'll take time like, wait a minute, that wasn't, I didn't do that. Or that wasn't my fault. Or Why did I, yeah. What it's am I just saying in that for? moment, yeah. in that moment, it's like fight or flight is kicking in and I just got to do whatever I got to do to, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And then don't give a list of ex- Don't give a list of excuses when you know you have to say no. The more details you give, the more people can talk you out of your decisions, especially if they have poor boundaries. Keep your nose as general and punctual as possible. God damn, that is so hard for me. I feel like I don't do that. I still don't do that where if somebody asks me, I rarely say no. (laughs) Yeah. You feel like you got (sighs) it. Give a reason. Yes. But and yeah, like depending on who it is, that, that can be a slippery slope. Yeah. And it's always, yeah. I usually like, no, because I'm, this thing is happening or, you know, yeah. I feel like, yeah, that no, what is it? No is a complete sentence. That is a tough, yeah. that's a Oof. tough one for me. No. Not in my book. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I just wanted to quickly read these seven mantras for overcoming people pleasing. Just nice, nice. things to, if you want to wake up and tell this to yourself. Get you on the right track. Number one, it is not my job to keep the peace. Oh, it is not my job to keep the peace. Especially if it's somebody who has fucked your peace. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, My needs are as important as other people's. Mm. My needs are as important as other people's. My opinion matters. I am not responsible for those around me. I'm allowed to take up space. It's okay to let people down. And I don't have to be available all the time. Damn, dude. Woo! That needs to be a fucking painted on my wall somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Tattooed uh, on our foreheads. The taking up space one, that hit me hard because I I will find myself trying to, oh my God, this is even like at my own family's house, dude, like hanging out my, really? with, at my dad's place recently. And nobody's making me feel that way, but I will find myself like but tiptoeing like, around trying to open cupboards really quietly and doing that stuff. Cause like, Oh, yeah. I don't want to disturb anybody. I don't want to like, right. Um, that, that stuff is so it's like, I'm opening a fucking cupboard to get a cup for water. <laughs> Why can't that make noise? That's what's happening. That's the reality of what's happening in the fucking kitchen, you know? Yep. But it's just this, I don't, and it's not even something I'm really aware of unless I like pull myself out of it, but just trying to tiptoe around and not be noticed too much. Yeah. Very yeah. weird. Yeah, for sure. Very weird. All right. So, yes. Oof. Kels, I have a quick question. Yeah. Do you have any like go-to tips or that you can think of where when you started realizing that you were people pleasing, any like tangible things that you started doing just to dip your toe in the water of putting, making your feelings a priority and communicating them? Can you think of anything you've done? Yes. So um, this is something that therapy helps with a lot, but the whole um, inner child work, I find that a lot of the times in my life where I'm feeling um, conflicted about something or upset, it's because the 
very young version of me is, is in pain or is conflicted about something. And so it's helpful for me to see like third grade me just on a couch, almost like I'm talking to her, like I'm her older sister or I'm her babysitter. Mm. And I just try to listen to her where I'm like, what's wrong? Yeah. What's, what is the feeling you're having? Because when you picture a, a young version of you saying it, kids say things so plainly. Yeah. So if you ask little you, like what's going on right now? Sometimes I've heard myself, like little me say things like, um, I just feel like I can't do anything right. Mm. Or I feel like I can't win in this situation. Like I, you know, and that's such a little kid thing to feel is like, I just feel like I can't do anything right. Or like what, I feel like this person's going to be mad at me if I don't do this thing. And then you have to step in as adult you and go, I totally understand why you would feel that way. But now as an adult, I've learned that, uh, making everybody happy is not the way that you feel actually happy. Right. And there are going to be certain situations where people aren't going to deserve, you know, you violating your own boundaries to take care of their needs. So like just continuing to harness that relationship between young you, who's usually like where those wounds come from, and then adult you who has to take care of yourself and trying to come together and like understand how you're feeling, but go, but this is how we feel now. This Mm. is like how we need to see things now. So good. So, so good. It's so interesting because I even think about it. Like if I was people pleasing with cam all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. if I was just going around doing whatever and, and not voicing my opinion, it'd be like, he'd be able to look at me and be like, do I even know anything about you? Do I even know like what you actually like or dislike? Do you, right. you know, it, it just, that, that connection wouldn't be there. Like that honest connection would not be there. And I think that that's a way that I've start I started looking at it is like, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to uh, like form authentic relationships if people don't really know how I feel or what I even right. want or like. And I think I used to be of the mindset is just like, you got to take other care of other people. And that's how, that's how things work. And that's it. Um, and I, I think that think going back to that really is helpful for me is like, I want to have really deep yeah. authentic relationships and this yeah. is, you know, getting out of this is helpful. Also practicing on stuff that's really small to like build up your <laughs> confidence. So like, I think we've talked about this before. It's like, look, if somebody puts puts the wrong order on your table at a restaurant, you say, Hey, I actually didn't order this. Can you, do you mind, you know, getting me what I ordered? That's a big step for a people pleaser. Um, and so those little tiny things are like, Kels, what you said, like telling the massage therapist, actually, can you, can it be a little bit more medium pressure or, you know, right. Anything like that and working your, working your way up to doing that more frequently until it becomes more of a habit. Um, if you're nervous of, of confrontation, it could be something like voicing something so you can feel clear headed in a text or something or an email or then a phone call. So you can look at bullet points and actually talk it through before maybe you're doing that in person with people frequently. Like how can you kind of take a little tiny thing in your day to day and catch yourself and speak up because that stuff can be very helpful. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. What an episode. Yes. Anything you want to plug or share? Yeah. Well, let's do this iTunes review and then um, uh, just, uh, oh yeah, gosh. We just, we just recorded an episode so recently that I talked about the um, eyebrow microblading. I'm trying to think if I have any like mm. new segments beyond that. I don't know. Yeah. You know, peek behind the curtain, guys. Sometimes with the with my tour schedule and Delaney's schedule, we have to record episodes, like a chunk of them kind of back to back. And in real life, it's like, I might not have had a bunch of super significant things happen that would constitute a segment necessarily. So right. I'm sorry if it's, there's an episode where I'm like, yeah, I don't really have one. It's just being real, being real with you guys. Not much has happened since two days ago. <laughs> Got my eyebrows microbladed and had that update to share. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't really have a particular segment. Do you? 
Yeah. Uh, Cam got back from, he was uh, on a trip for a couple weeks. So he's back. That's, that was a good shit moment. Just picking him oh. up from the airport and um, having him home. It's, it's really nice. Um, but other Your than that, husband. we're just, yeah, we're just hanging out at home. So that, that's, that's it. That's what I, I got. It. Got my man um, back. <laughs> you got your man. Um, we have um, an iTunes review of the episode. This is from JFont22. Self-help humor. These women have an incredible ability to not only dig deep into challenging or taboo topics, but also to use enough humor that helps one to understand and relate to psychological issues. It's a great listen as well as finding the silver lining or humor to sometimes awful challenges we go through. Sometimes all we can do is shrug our shoulders, laugh it off, and let it go. And these gals make that more of a realistic action. Oh, Jayful. that is a really nice review. Thank you so much. That's, Thank you so that's much. That's really kind. Thank you. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's how I deal with shit. I just have to laugh about it. Of course, I cry about it too. But I just have yeah. to. It feels good for me to laugh during hard stuff and i i just i really enjoy making dark jokes and stuff when i'm going through something and just i don't know whatever whatever (laughs) helps you get through yes absolutely yeah um well i had i had a great time recording this with you i felt like a same here whoo therapeutic indeed therapeutic yeah yeah (laughs) a purge Uh, yes for sure um uh, like I mentioned at the beginning, I will be in San Francisco this weekend. I hope to see you helpsters there. Go to KelseyCook.com. Get those tickets. You can follow me on Instagram at KelseyCookComedy and TikTok at KelseyCookComedy as well. And uh, check out Delaney's podcast, if- Aficionado, yeah. and sign up for a business course. Yeah. And, you know, go go lose 50 bucks with Kelsey. Just go give her your money. <laughs> give me it'll your feel, money. It'll feel good. It'll feel good. <laughs> It's It'll feel fun. better than it sounds. Yeah. You know what it's, it's like? You know time. what playing foosball against me is like? It's like playing against uh, – it's like going to the carnival and like spending you, 20 bucks to play the games. It's like, look, you're not going to win. Animal. Yeah. You're not going to get that teddy but bear. But you're going to have fun time. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're in a bar. We're listening to music. We're having some laughs. <laughs> you're not going to get my money. Except for the one guy in Colorado who is the former national champion. You're going to get my money. Yeah, but and you can always stop at the store on the way home and get the stuffed animal that you want, mm-hmm. you know, from there instead. Sure. Yeah, find sure. it elsewhere. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DelaneyFisher.com for business coaching and aficionado. That's all I got. And I got some free resources for you on there as well. Sweet. Well, we love you guys, and we hope that you have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self-Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. 